Welcome to Strange Bedfellows Podcast, where no question is too dark, no topic too taboo. Join us to explore sexuality, self-help, and politics with our expert guests and friends. We believe that sexual rights are human rights and that we can all create a brighter world through education and conversation. I am a parent, I am a certified holistic sex educator, I am a longtime sex worker and adult industry entertainer. My name is Elle Stanger and I'm a host of Strange Bedfellows Podcast. My name's John. You might know me as the audio engineer and editor of last season's podcast. I'm now returning as a co-host for season two. I'm a 22-year-old gay man who will share my perspective in the coming season. Join us while we explore and uncover the things that make us squirm, make us shiver, make us tingle in delight. Because sex and politics can make for some very strange bedfellows. Hi, John. Hi. So can we talk about um, something that is somewhat uncomfortable as an adult to talk about, but is a lived experience? Um, Can we talk about when we were teenagers trying to have sex? Totally. And even, well, more uncomfortable. This isn't the uncomfortable part. Can we talk about teenagers that were trying to have sex with people that in some cases were legal adults? Yeah. Yeah. Which was the case for me until I was like... 18. No, 18. Yeah. <laughs> quite a quite a bit of the dudes I was trying to get with were significantly older than me, let's say. The thing you sent me, so I'm looking at a box. Um, this is one of two, but a box of notes that my mom, notes and photos, film photos, my mom sent me. So I turned, I had a birthday recently, I turned yeah. 33. Uh, my mom sent me a box of notes from almost 20 years ago. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of these I was 14 15 cuz uh we didn't really have good cell phones back then so we wrote notes to each other and in some cases we passed them back and forth um so I'm going to be posting more of these on our Patreon um cuz this is fucking fascinating this is like a time capsule and a window into my mind that I don't yep. even recall um but what was the thing you sent me a couple weeks ago like you were it was you it was baby faced you it was a posting right oh my god I looked like 11 or 12 and it was a uh it was a reply to a posting on Craigslist that I had uh that I had done and I was like looking through this stuff because I was like oh my gosh I wonder if any of like my nudes or like any nudes that I had been sent when I was like you know this was back in like 2012 2013 so um even before that i think shit it was like 2011 yeah you're Um, 22 now right yeah i'm 22 now yeah so this was like almost 10 years ago (laughs) um and i looked quite young in a lot of these pictures and i was looking back at them and i'm like jesus like who was i sending these to and (laughs) how did i not get kidnapped and murdered Mm -hmm. like because mm-hmm. I was sending pictures of myself and I remember that I was in middle school one time and like a dude actually came over. I told you about that, right? Yeah. The dude came over. He was like 40, right? He was. No, the dude who came over that time was probably in his like late 20s, early 30s. Oh, wow. And I was but 13 so. at the time and I was like lying and I was saying that I was like, I was like 17, but almost 18 because I was like, <laughs> you know, if you if you do a lie, then like maybe mm-hmm. they, it's more believable. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Than trying to pass mm-hmm. it off as the truth. Mm-hmm. And I was I was a smart kid. 
And <laughs> you're a smart adult too. But I wasn't that smart because I should have realized that anyone looking at my face would have seen right away that I wasn't even like 13. Well, um, the like, that's the thing though. Yeah, I looked at your face and that was the first thing that came to my mind was I was like, if I was an adult man looking to yeah. have sex with another young adult man, like would I even believe that this person was no. 17, almost 18? No. No. And if I was in my late 20s, early 30s, I should have the wherewithal not to fuck with someone who's not a legal yeah. adult exactly but yeah he came over and i i don't blame him like too much a little bit in terms of like you know maybe have some better judgment um mm -hmm. but i was i was very into the idea of him coming over except for the, the anxiety of there being like an adult coming over mm -hmm. and then Why he came over and i freaked the fuck out and started crying and he was like trying to put like my hand on his dick and then he kind of got the message that i was like too scared to go through with it so he left Wow. Um, Why do you think? So in my case, um, kind of different for me. And I had a different I have a cisgender girls experience where, you know, there's plenty of boys, plenty yeah. of boys to fuck with. And I want to read this note in a second. Um, so funny. Uh, are you do you uh, do you remember that post of yours that you showed me? Would you post that on the Patreon or um, or I part might, of like, it? Maybe. Yeah, I would I would at least like I might block out a couple parts of the text, but like I would I would put part of it on Patreon. Yeah, I would be curious to see if our uh, people on there, if they yeah, even, what, what they think. They can, yeah. Do you think I am? Because there's nothing old? illegal about the post or the picture. Like it's just no. a screenshot of my face and, you know, like the email. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd be curious as to like guess what age John was when he did this like right. fucking thing. Right. Um, but yeah. So why I'll do you that. think why do you think we were in my case, though, so I had a boyfriend who was a senior when I was a freshman in high school. There was a three year age difference. So we were still both not legal adults when we met. He was yeah. a legal adult for most of our relationship and admittedly, like providing me access to things that my 14 year old ass did not need to be around yeah. um, alcohol and such. So. God, this note. All right. This is not dated, but I'm going to say this is uh, 2001. Someone I don't know who told a whole bunch of people that I had fingered another chick. Fingered is underlined. And everyone decided to tell everybody else. I was dealing it with it for a month. <laughs> dealing with it. So that probably means like people harassing me and calling me a dyke. Um, I kind of remember that stuff. So that's just like how, how sad, first of all, like to be a yeah. gay child. Yeah. And I wasn't Honestly. a gay child. I was a queer child that didn't know that yet. Yeah. Um, my friend responds, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I haven't even heard that. That's so stupid that people would actually believe that. God. <laughs> that I could finger someone. I'm so happy that it's Friday. Hopefully this weekend will be fun. What do you think you and blank, boyfriend at the time, mine, will do? Are your parents cool like that? Like, will they let you go out with someone older? My response, heck no, I say. I told my mom that he was a junior, even though he's not. But when she heard he was 17, she said... L, 17-year-old boys expect certain things that 14-year-old girls shouldn't be doing. And then, quote, he wouldn't be happy just holding hands, you know? My 11-year-old sister said, yeah, well, even I wouldn't be happy holding hands. God, mom, she's 14. <laughs> God. It was kind of funny. But just <laughs> hanging out somewhere would be fine, you know, to get to know him. And on the side with a smiley face, I wrote uh, a little arrow, like adding to that portion of the conversation i said mom i'm not going to give him a blow job or anything i can't believe i said that it was all underlined no. uh so last part of the note 
My friend says, ha ha, that's so funny. You have guts. What are you going to tell your mom? And are you going to lie? Ha ha. Lying sucks, but sometimes it's got to be done. Okay, well, I hope you have fun this weekend. I know you will. Oh, um, that's a little so, a sliver of, uh, I don't know if I'd call it nostalgia, but certainly a look at the past. Yeah. Quite. Yeah. I think I sucked his dick in a uh, Chevy S10 on the top of a hill by an avocado grove and spit the cum out the window. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> clears throat. Uh, so, <laughs> so I know. So what I'm finding now, um, I have a seven year old and, uh, when I was at my stripper shift the other night, I, I put my phone off of airplane airplane mode to check my phone and a text popped through from my child's name at iCloud her dad has set up a cell phone for her. She can only text me and him and uh, his housemate and uh, probably my partner if we stick it in there, but she doesn't really have a reason to. And I was kind of like, eh, does she need this? But it pops up. It says, I love you. This is child's name. So sweet. Um, so what I'm finding, yeah, I know. But what I'm finding now, like as a 30 something, as a person with kids who are starting to text is me and my friends are like, what is appropriate for our kids? Yeah. And I, I asked my friends, well, what kind of shit were you looking at at the age of 12 when the internet was slow? But we were determined to find the, the weird porn. And my friend's like, oh, I was looking at the weirdest shit. And I'm like, exactly. And you turned out okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting. It's like, how do, we, uh, how do we acknowledge children's desire in a way that's not inappropriate and creepy as adults, you know, acknowledging that children have desire to touch and be touched and to feel arousal. No. Um, I would say we could encourage them to do that safely with their peers. <laughs> yeah. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah. The only problem there is that like, I think that there's sometimes difficulty with the concept of consent at that age, which is probably why it has to be taught so early in yeah. an ideal world so that they can play safely with each other rather than you know mm -hmm. having to feel like they aren't getting what they can from their peer group and then doing what i did which was talking to adults at the age of 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. so. do you think maybe that when kids are policed so heavily from interacting sexually with each other and when kids when i say kids throughout this episode i want to be specific that i mean 17 and younger so whether or not you're a child but legally defined as a kid yeah um do you think that when that is policed so heavily, it provides more opportunities for predator adults to um, take I think advantage? when conversation around that is muted and when we don't teach consent early, even if you were to choose that, like, you know, you don't think that they're ready to actually engage in that physically. But like, I feel like even discussion wise, like people refuse to have conversations about consent for things like blowjobs, touching, masturbation, like all sorts of things. Uh, mm -hmm. with kids even though they probably should be learning that because what is the alternative is not learning that and mm -hmm. then possibly being in those situations or putting themselves in those situations and then not having the right framework to work with so I think that like there's there's a couple factors to that which is like a they need to learn the framework b then they can explore properly and then you can have a whole debate about like whether they should be encouraged to explore or not mm -hmm. um and yeah yeah, we'll look at the uh, consent, the early learning consent we've discovered just on this show that people are doing that's so possible to do. Yeah. Can you imagine what this country would look like if we had like consent education and safer sex, you know, safer yeah. like transmission practices 
in yeah. general, like not even sex, but when I, I did an Instagram poll like a week ago where I said, hey, regardless of gender, whoever you fuck, men, women, people, whoever you are, men, women, people, what do you wish your partner would do more? And I swear to fucking Christ, I got 220 responses within the first 18 or 20 hours and about an eighth of them, an eighth of them, okay, said my partner needs to have better hygiene or wash their hands before they touch my pussy because I get too many infections that way. Yeah. And what a simple thing to teach, you know, in like sixth grade, we teach kids to wash their hands after they go potty. That's Um, wild. Yeah. I thought of that. Right. So it's like that whole that 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 old wives saying it's like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah. Um, I found so like in terms of abstinence, only education where they only offer or by offer it's not much of an offering but where abstinence only so no information is being given that's why the teen pregnancy and the sti rates are the highest um there's an article you can look up abstinence only education and teen pregnancy rates why we need comprehensive sex education in the u.s this is from 2011 the researchers are Catherine stanger hall hey i wonder if we're related and david (laughs) w hall it's probably her husband um this is just one of many, many studies, uh, but it, it starts out with saying that we are we are first among developed nations in rates of both teenage pregnancy and STIs. Um, it says, in an effort to reduce these rates, the U.S. funded abstinence-only sex ed for more than a decade. There's a public controversy as to whether or not this is working. So we did a big old honking study, found out it doesn't. Um, yeah. So I don't really think that we need to, well, maybe we do, but I think to many of our listeners who are becoming more formed in their understandings as we all learn and grow together, I think you can imagine why if you don't tell anyone ever that, hey, if you put something in your vagina, whether it's fingers or penis or mouths or toys, it is helpful to go to go pee afterwards it washes away yeah. some of the bacteria something as simple as that could prevent i don't know a hundred a thousand tens of thousands like utis or yeah. just infections so um yeah there's a uh, screen cap of a supposed to be a diagram of a vulva and there's no clitoris it's from a texas program called worth the weight a parent sent it to me and they said where's the clitoris it's like, well, you don't need to teach about the clitoris if you're not teaching about pleasure. Yeah. So it's pretty fucked up. And the religious like textbooks or the textbooks in like conservative regions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm going to, I'm not really sure what the goals are yet or how I'm going to word it. Um, but I think I want to write a letter to my high school where I did receive some sex ed that wouldn't I would not say it was comprehensive or inclusive because it was also 20 years ago but I feel like I want to write to my high school and say hey there this is what you offered me you know as an adult now reflecting I wish that I'd also been offered this additionally such as information about partner violence coercion um you know safer sex practices in uh people that aren't hetero um one lady I heard from said that she didn't even know that you could get STIs if you weren't fucking dicks. She's like, oh, I thought I was gay and I thought that the germs came from penises. So, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> God. 
All right. I ranted enough. We'll take a break. Do you have sex questions? Do you want help learning new techniques, communicating with a partner, opening a relationship, or exploring kink? Sex and intimacy coach Stella Harris can help. Visit her office in Portland or connect via Skype to take your intimate life to the next level. Learn more and schedule at www.stellaharris.net or follow her on Instagram at Stella Harris Erotica. Rax is the first native app designed by and for sex workers with unique features like a social feed, club reviews, income tracking, and event calendars. Use it to grow your business at the touch of a button. For more information on Racks and more events, in-depth courses, and free content for adult entertainers, visit www.racks2riches.com. R-A-C-K-S to riches.com. And just for Strange Bedfellows listeners, use discount code SBP at checkout for 10% off any educational product. Portland area service and sex industry workers. Ritual House Wellness is your go-to for energetic self-care and Reiki is a profound tool for many folks. Reiki is a gentle touch therapy that can be utilized for empowerment and personal growth. Try Reiki as an effective energy healing technique for stress reduction and relaxation that supports the body's own natural healing abilities. In these sessions, we focus on healing mind, body, and spirit. Wanna try it? Bree James at Ritual House Wellness is offering 40% off on all services and packages for those in the industry. Visit ritualhousewellness.com or ritualhousewellness on Instagram. Welcome back to Strange Bedfellows, your favorite politics, self-help, and sex podcast. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash strangebedfellows, and throw us as low as a dollar a month to get some behind-the-scenes looks at bonus content, including bonus episodes, photos, and more. Nice. That was really good. So let's do an unsolicited letter. <gasps> can we? <gasps> yeah. Michelle. Unsolicited letter that we got. Elle is pretty much the only woman, other than myself, that I've heard talk about enjoying ass play and doing anal. None of my friends are into it. So I'm at a loss sometimes for advice, tips, and tricks. The podcast has been really helpful for me in that area. That being said, I'm also attracted to Elle both physically and intellectually. Nah, stop it. Ooh. In the last month or so, I've had two sex dreams about Elle and her ass. The latest one is pretty funny, and I'm still trying to figure out what to make of it. In the dream, Elle was on her knees in the doggy style position with her ass cheeks spread. But Elle's butthole was splayed open. Splayed. And it was something like a magical fairy pool. Splayed God, you should go painful. see her strip. She has like glitter in her butt. So you can, you can pay to see that. <laughs> anyway, I'll continue reading. Thank you. And Elle was making the water do all these moves and tricks, changing the way the water was flowing, sometimes making it like a fountain. I was so memorized by watching it. So, Elle, your asshole is a mystical fairy water pool in my eyes. Thank you for that. Along uh... with all the real life incredible work that you do. I hope me sharing that dream doesn't creep you out, but makes you both laugh. Well, <laughs> it, it definitely did. made me laugh. So yes. <laughs> I um, we got this to our pillow talk at strangebedfellowspdx.com inbox. 
Uh, Wild. And I, I asked if I could share it, and they said that would be fine. <laughs> this was a way nicer unsolicited letter than some of the other ones. We'll do a mean one next time. It was a cute letter. <laughs> That's cute. Um, it also makes me think we need to share more um, butt, butt tricks, butt stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, here's one that came up uh, when I was doing my cam show. I thought of it because I was reading that girl sex 101 book by I think it's Katie Moon and Allison. Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. But girl sex 101. It's on our resource list. Um, but there's a, a tip in there for touching. And it says in general, it can be a really good idea to touch with the pads of your fingertips and not the tips of your fingertips so the pads of your fingers not the tips it's like softer more surfaced area you can feel better feels less pokey yeah. what do you think um poke yourself in the butt right now with both ways and tell me which one you like better like at first i like pads i'm doing it right now <laughs> yeah both are nice <laughs> <laughs> i am so so accepting of the butthole. I had some tearing last night. Oh my god! Talk about it. Talk about it. And I had sex, and I we've been having sex like a little bit more sporadically, just because like I've been having to build myself up a bit more mood wise. Um, I had a couple like down moments in the past few weeks where I've just had a harder time wanting to have sex, and he got kind of worried that I didn't want to have sex with him, which isn't true. It's just like I'm I'm struggling to want to have sex at all. Um. But as my mood got better, it's been getting better and I've been wanting to have more. Um, and we've been having more sex and then we hadn't been for a couple of days and then suddenly we did and it hurt like a little bit. And I was like, oh, that went away pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And I always fucking forget that the endorphins will cover that shit up. Um, <laughs> and then like I'm done having sex and I'm like, oh, it still feels fine. And the next morning I wake up and I'm like, oh, I, I tore my asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> yay. Um, but yeah, no, which the, the part that sucks about that is that and for anyone listening, if you do anal, if you tear your butt, do not have sex for two to no, three days. No. Just Mm-mm. stop completely. Yeah. And like even going to the bathroom is gonna hurt. Yeah. Um, don't don't keep irritating it. Like let it heal fully. And when you're confident that it's fully healed, wait an extra day and yeah. then have sex. <laughs> yeah. Um, um if you have access to a clean tub or shower, honestly, yeah. one of the best things you can do is just some, you know, warm, comfortable water and just yeah. gently spread your cheeks. Cause you wanna clean the area, but you don't want to irritate the area so exactly um, you don't need to use harsh soap and and we use really good lube and everything it's just that Mm -hmm. if you don't have sex for a while you have to go slowly except i'm really comfortable with going quickly because the like i'm overall able to adapt pretty fast um Mm -hmm. it's just that like it doesn't it doesn't matter if if you've not had sex for a while there's very likely going to be some tearing Mm -hmm. um if you go too fast Mm-hmm. Um, and we were horny little rabbits so <laughs> horny big rabbits yes. um so interestingly enough um i don't want to use the word atrophy but yeah there's a there's the saying in sex therapy it's true if you don't use it you can lose it so when you have regular you know what happens when you use a muscle is you no. flex it it can get bigger or it can maintain um the vaginal walls will stay flexible, stay more stretchy and have a nice, like hopefully healthy amount of thickness to them from regular activity. And I'm sure buttholes are no different. Um, so it really is a thing if you don't have, you know, any stimulation to an area for a while, and then maybe you work it out intensely. This is true of 
any part of your body. Think about like not going to the gym for two years and then going to the gym, maybe super hard cardio for an hour. You might pass out, you know. Um, I have a spot on my thigh. I just love this. I have a spot on my right thigh where I rub along the side of the stage at my home club. So three times a week for about, you know, several hours at a time altogether condensed. And I'm getting a patch of thicker hair on my leg right there to protect my skin from the friction like bodies are reactive isn't it fabulous yeah so i'm i'm glad that you were able to share about your butthole because i hope that's helpful reminders for people um we got so far away let's do (laughs) let's do some listener questions and feedback here's something that someone shared with us I've had a few different experiences with having multiple orgasms by myself and when I engage in anal play. I have more of the rolling orgasms where I have two to three very quickly. With a partner, it's a little bit different. When I was in a long distance relationship and was having Skype sex, I could usually only have two in a row. The second one, I would have to tense everything up and go very fast to achieve it. I just have something to add in super quickly because like, please, yeah, tensing up makes me think. Uh, it makes me think that they're tensing up to increase the amount of blood flow going to the penis. Um, oh, well, contracting which, things feels great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go keep reading. After that second one, it felt almost impossible to get hard again because my body had been tensed up for so long. I didn't want to go again. With someone else in person, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag. I've had times where I've ejaculated and I just keep going. And it was fairly easy and pleasurable to, ac- to achieve one to two more. There have also been other times where I stayed very hard after coming, cleaned off, and kept going, but cannot achieve orgasm. It feels pretty good, but then sensation seems to stay the same. It never seems to increase like it normally does. If I try to go fast, it seems to do the trick, but it starts to hurt my partner, and I'm not going to lie, I can't keep up that speed for very long. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was very helpful. Uh the the clenching the flexing can be a big one um whether it's kegels i don't know just play with play with what you can flex down there like regardless of what you have try flexing your butthole try flexing i'm flexing my clitoris right now like i'm nearly positive i can do that um flex your vaginal walls you're not gonna be able to flex your scrotum there's no muscles in there no (laughs) but um yeah, play around. Uh, for a lot of people who can have multiple orgasms, I've noticed that they have good practice clenching and releasing. Yeah. Because um, orgasm is just like the release after an extreme buildup of arousal. So whether it's like blood flow chemicals, you reach a point. And if you can clench, yeah, sometimes it really helps. So here's more on multiple orgasms for penis havers. I have a high libido and growing up often masturbated for long periods of time, edging often, coming multiple times, especially if it had been a couple of days. Usually with minor loss of hardness and subsequent orgasms, it's harder to achieve and feels less good. Uh, Well, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, so this is an interesting one. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt this really quick. So I talked to a trans friend last night who sensed hormones. They said their clitoris has grown like 30 times in size and they now have what they feel like is a cute little micro dick (laughs) Um, and a vulva. So um, they said the sensitivity is just greatly increased too because you have more surface area 
Yeah. I mean, you some know? people get saline injections in their clitoris, don't they? And to increase sensitivity mm. by increasing surface area. What? What? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, my God. What the? F- you go to some really fancy clinics, John. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Really? Yeah, that's like a thing. It's not expensive either because it's just saline. You just have to know like a good doctor who does saline? it. Saline? So. Oh, okay. Yeah, saline. Give me that saltwater pussy. Okay, I'm interested. <laughs> Women do it for their G-spots as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. That interesting. Okay, I would say maybe try like a really big vibrator to sit on but and yeah. some arousal gel. But okay, uh, so more from this reader. <laughs> uh, when I finally had a girlfriend around age 22, I was so ready and excited for sex that I never wanted it to end. My girlfriend was nine years older and very experienced. (laughs) There's an age gap again. Usually our sex consisted of trading back and forth orgasms. She loved to give blowjobs. I think what you're saying, me, Elle, I think, about the expectation to have only one orgasm is key at this point. I was used to coming more than once in a row, so there was no excuse for me in my head not to fuck her right then, to keep myself into it and not to lose hardness. Um... He said, I would fixate on my fetish of her swallowing. Um, So tapping into arousal cues for yourself can be very helpful. Um, Also, I was using the tools I had learned from edging, flexing my groin to stop blood loss and holding my breath. When I felt locked into the next orgasm, I could breathe deeper again and relax. Sometimes I would actually get harder than before. (laughs) He says, turning into a bit of a sexual berserker. Uh, it became a routine for me to come more than once at least. Uh, there's all kinds of, Ooh, hello. (laughs) One session, she was on the floor doggy style and I came on her back six times with no loss of erection. Each orgasm, each orgasm was feeling more intense than the last. Around this time, we got a couple's lap dance from Elle. We were well showered at that time. (laughs) God. Um, he says we slowly separated about three years ago. Later into the relationship, my stamina and craving for more orgasms became somewhat of a hassle for her, and I tried to come faster and be okay with one so sex wouldn't be such a commitment. Uh, Usually the second and the third would be harder to complete, and I didn't want to hurt her. Since then, I have had two month-long sexual relationships. I haven't felt comfortable enough with either to go berserker undying cock mode, and also condoms make this more difficult to navigate. Aha! That is something we should not forget. Um, I am always down to stay hard as long as a lady wants and needs. And usually in the refractory period, cuddle time, I am full attention and I don't want to impose my insatiability. I hope to find another eager cum slut someday ready for more marathons. But until then, I will keep it cool and focus on closing the orgasm gap. I hope for more (laughs) men, right? I hope for more people with penises to unlock their sexual potential or at least not think that because they came, sex is over. Um, so yeah, some takeaways, the breathing I've noticed, I automatically have always held my breath when I masturbate and I don't know. Um, but I do that too. Right. So tapping into the timing of that, um, sometimes it's an obstacle and sometimes it's an allowance tapping into the timing of your breath, what feels good, just playing with it. Um, it's like in yoga, you'll do some, you know, some inhales on certain moves and exhales on others. And like, (laughs) Uh, I really think doing yoga and Pilates has made me a better sex person. But there's all kinds of mindfulness that people can use. Yeah. You know? um, okay, so this is the last uh, listener question. And then we're going to take another break. 
this one gave me pause. Uh, you Can you read this one, John? Sure. Oh, yeah. I, I read this one and I was fascinated. I was like, wow. This mm-hmm. is a... Mm-hmm. I wish I'd had the, the wherewithal to, to write this way when I was her age. Anyway, I'll read it. Hi there. I've been listening to this show for quite some time now, and I hear you talking about sexuality relating to old age quite a bit. I'm a 14-year-old bisexual girl, and I've always been quite mature for my age. I began watching porn when I was about 10 and began being interested in bondage and other similar kink activities at about 11. Parentheses, young. I know. I started dating a boy I feel very comfortable with about six months ago. He is one year older than me, and we currently have an open relationship sexually. As to this point, I haven't been interested in partnered sex. Okay, first of all, I just want to point out, like, I'm not done reading, but, like, Jesus. Like, I wish I'd spoken this well. (laughs) Anyway, he has had a couple of sexual partners so far, and I am not the jealous type. The agreement is that once I'm ready to start having sex, we'll stay monogamous. This has been a really good arrangement for him and I. He is respectful of my boundaries, and I have no concerns with being intimate. He recently got tested per my request, and I feel very well versed versed on how to keep myself safe during sex. My real question is, is 14 too young to be having sex? And should I push the pause button on my kink interests until I'm older? Thank you. I love the podcast. It's helped me much more than my health class so far. So that's oh the, my the message. And oh my God. Right? It sounds like an 18-year-old wrote it, and they're like, I kind of want to get into it, but I'm not sure. And I'm like, Jesus, like this person's younger than my sister. <laughs> But I mean, you know, the fact that they're thinking about this is fantastic and they can kind of come to their probably own conclusion. They just have to decide, like, you know, is this what I want? And then kind of think it through and be like, okay, well, how would that look for me? And I love that. I love I love so many things about this. So the thing that made me uncomfortable, because like as a parent and as an adult with like real responsibilities to carefully navigate as a professional, carefully navigate even how I talk about these things. But like, oh, I began watching porn when I was 10. I was like, oh, my God. And then I thought to myself, so did I. I found my dad's, you know, it was VHS. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) right. I know it was beta and VHS. Um. Which was a problem because then you had to fucking rewind it to where it was. Oh, God. That's so stressful. <laughs> Which you can't do when your parents are pulling up in the van and you're like, oh, oh God. God. I would just like, I don't know, destroy the tape if I was panicking like that. I'm just like, mm. oh, my God, I'm going to hide it. It's not like they're going to ask me about it. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, but yeah. So anyway, so some of this I was like, oh, God, I feel uncomfortable. But like, again, remember what I was doing and what I was doing isn't what everyone was doing. Some people never seen a booby until they're 22. And that's fine, too. Um but I love that they're about the same age. I love that they're talking about monogamy and agreements. Yeah, um, that is really cool. That's setting them up for some some good relationships in the future if they, they uh, choose to, to this establish is, those boundaries. And- this is polar opposite of the jealous, toxic monogamy ignorance I was experiencing and living at this age. So I'm so happy for this person. Um, is 14 too young to be having sex? It sure can be, but... You know, my only thing I would add to this is keep in mind that even if you're not having penis and vagina or penis and anus um, sex, you still will want to be getting tested. But sounds like he did that when she asked him to. So these are the things that are possible when kids have access to things like health clinics and I guess health information. So thanks for not kicking us off, uh, Apple or whoever. <laughs> um, yeah. And you're so welcome. Of course, I always mention scarletine.com is a good website, sex ed for adults and teenagers. Yeah. 
Yeah. Surprisingly, Teen Vogue has been linking to a lot of like really good plant parenthood. Like They've been killing it since 2017. I don't know yeah. what happened, but they had some kind of overhaul. Um, yeah. yeah. All right, let's take a break. If you listen to this show, you know how absorbent and sensitive vaginas can be. A wellness movement is on the rise. We're eating organic. Our skincare is organic. We're even using organic tampons. But what about our underwear? Non-organic underwear can lead to infections and irritation from absorbing harsh chemicals. That's why Cherie Intimates are made with organic Supima cotton and certified organic dyes. ShopSheree.com offers products ethically made right here in the U.S. in Brooklyn. With each purchase, Cherie donates feminine hygiene products to women's shelters in the USA. So self-care for you can provide basic care for those in need. Visit ShopSheree, S-H-O-P, C-H-E-R-R-I dot com and Shop Cherie on Instagram. Customers can use the code BEDFELLOWS to get 20% off at checkout. Hey friends, are you sick of razor burn? Have your nethers cleaned up by the pros at Netherlands Wax in Vancouver, Washington, where experienced owner estheticians have performed literally thousands of Brazilian waxes. Netherlands Wax is gender neutral, sex positive, trans and queer welcoming, kink positive, and body positive. We are just over the 205 bridge in Vancouver, Washington. Worth the drive. Find us on Facebook, Yelp, or netherlandswax.com. Welcome back to Strange Bedfellows Podcast. Uh... You can help support the endeavor and maybe we'll do this for another season. <laughs> go to go to our Patreon. Uh, tips are helpful. Sharing the podcast is so great because how else can people find us? Um, let's talk about some terrible sex advice. I found this little piece on Thrillist, A Brief History of Terrible Sex Advice by Kristen Hunt. This was published in 2015, but uh, <laughs> the first one is... The Book of Nature by James Ashton in 1861. Um, so he wasn't wrong in suggesting that different foods impact how you feel, but the choices are kind of interesting. Um, he says the particular food which is calculated to stimulate the sexual organs is shellfish or sea fish of any kind and turtle as these generally contain phosphorus. I don't know anything about that. Somebody write to me and tell me about sea turtle phosphorus. Um, vegetables maybe mentioned uh celery parsnips onions peppers asparagus tomatoes oh don't eat asparagus before you have sex if you can avoid it yeah makes your secretion stinky um duck in proper season is of excellent stimulating qualities i always feel really stimulated by duck <laughs> for drinks take <laughs> porter and strong beer wines or coffee spirits are too exhilarating and cause a reaction so he's saying no liquor but you can drink Beer. Master your sexual nature by avoiding theater and the round dance. What a young husband ought to know by Sylvan Sylvanus Stahl in 1897. <laughs> it says, do not simulate impure thinking by theater going, the reading of salacious books, participation in the round dance, whatever the fuck that is, the presence of nude statuary and suggestive pictures. Uh, keep reasonable and regular hours. <laughs> and Remember that all these things tend only to enervate and exhaust your wife and to rob and wrong you of the best there is in store for you. Wow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, it says, never ever use lube, sane sex life, and sane sex living by H.W. Long in 1919. 
Ooh, if huh. your if your pregnant wife is horny, take her to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, by Emma yeah. Drake. Uh-huh. In what a young wife ought to know in 1908. Do you remember I had mentioned that I found in another uh, health quackery tidbits uh, toilet reads book about uh, how turn of the century time, yeah, Victorian era uh, women that were stressed out or feeling imbalanced or horny, they could be prescribed a hand job by their doctor. And, uh, the doctors really complained of doing this because they said it took too long. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. The goal was to get the wife to orgasm so she'd feel better. <sighs> uh, let's see. Sleep with a married man. Oh yeah. This is from Helen Gurley Brown in uh, sex and the single girl, 1962. She was the reason that cosmopolitan magazine exists. She was what their editor. Or, I should know this, but she was a big part of the sluttiness of that magazine. She says, are married men off limits? Not always. Same downside and upside, trials and rewards as ever. Pluses, good sex, admiration, even adoration from him. We're not talking about outright being kept, but delicious prezies and trips are often in his portfolio. So talk about sugar babying. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Damn. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, she also says you can fuck your boss. A girl in love with her boss will knock herself out seven days a week and wish there were more days. Tough on her, but fabulous for business. What? Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> La- oh, my God. Last one. This is the most recent. This is from Maxim Magazine in 2010. Lick her hand to make your intentions known. If you're out in public but want to make your intentions clear, slowly and firmly flick your tongue against the palm of her hand. If she wipes it down her skirt, you've blown it. Jesus what Christ. If someone did that to me, I would like maybe even consider like just never talking to them again. I just visualized a couple a different slow ways. But firm flick across the palm of your hand. No, it was an elbow <laughs> to the face and the back oh of a God. hand to an ear <laughs> and a knee to a groin. Can you imagine if she wipes it down her skirt, you've blown it? Like, what the, the fuck kind of advice is sh- this? She's wearing a skirt too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Keep women out of pants. Those are for dykes. Hmm. <laughs> Eat a donut um, off your partner's dick. I mean, I don't know. Sure, why not? Whatever. Why I don't not? care about that. I don't that, mind do- that. Yeah, that doesn't hurt anybody. I mean, yeah. it's not off a pussy. Like, and off that's a not something dick. that like you'll randomly weirdly do in public. That's something <gasps> that very clearly has established consent, <laughs> unless you're like sneaking a donut onto his dick during sex. Which, I mean, if you can, meh. meh. You know. I'm thinking More of a friend of mine you. right now who would love that. Actually, um, oh God, I would love that. I think I'm gonna go buy a donut. If you do that, though, don't put the sugary dick donut no. in your. Uh, don't put it in a vagina. Um, I don't know if sugar would irritate an anus. Um, I would imagine it's not helpful, but I would just put the dick or like inside of the donut, right? Like through it and then yeah. just eat it off like yeah, around or, it or something or like if, play with it. I would never like get fucked while someone was wearing a donut around their dick. That would be a little too much. I want to use a maple bar to <laughs> prop underneath a scrotum just to give it some lift. 
<laughs> and then I want to put the donut down the dick. So it's kind of like a cock ring situation. You just can't move around a whole lot. <laughs> okay, you know what would be really hot, though, is you put like three or four donuts stacked on top of a dick. So it just completely hides the dick. But like when they stand up, it's like they just have a donut dick. Yeah. Donut dick ring toss. God, you can tell I haven't had breakfast. Like this. Is oh, like my God. Me neither. Oh, my God. This is so bad. <laughs> okay, so let's do what else? What else do we have? Um, Yeah, I was like, we'll be able to get all these points. Um. <laughs> So let's skip down. Uh, let's get a little more serious again. Uh, did you hear there's a Major League Baseball star, uh, the Pirates, Felipe Vasquez? Ooh, turns out now he could be deported if he's convicted. Um, so he's a 28-year-old who had some kind of oral sex, it sounds like, either given or received. It sounds like he performed oral sex on a... 13 year old after the 13 year old contacted him via social media and they met the mother found out about the communication and reached out to Vasquez about, Hey, my child is not an adult. (laughs) Um, much, much closer to a child than an adult, I would argue, a 13-year-old. Um, I don't know exactly the turn of events at that point, but what's happening now is that he is being charged with, soliciting a child for sexual acts so he was placed immediately on administrative leave uh according to whoever he's not gonna throw another pitch for the pirates this season um apparently fans some fans were very very angry because he just had been signed some major contract and he was a great he's a great pitcher um so Interesting, just just to consider that when I originally saw the, the headlines about this, it was about a child rape, that he had committed a child rape, which this is not a child rape legally. But if you're the child and you were interested, sounds like she was, you know, that definitely is something to consider going forward as they not only yeah. do victim services for her. Yeah, there's a more nuanced conversation to be had around like, okay, sure, you could make the argument that she consented, but like maybe didn't fully have, I mean, then you have to make like this whole debate about autonomy and like, can, can, if they can consent with people their own age or with themselves, then can, can they consent with adults? Mm-hmm. But the adult should still know better is kind of, I think the better right. argument. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Regardless, he should have known better. And I oh, think- yeah if it was truly a mistake and he's shocked and horrified, like let's say that that the mother reached out and was like, my kid's 13 or 14 or whatever. And he was like, Oh my God, I'm shocked and appalled and disgusted. And I'm so sorry. That is way different than I'm going to ignore this and proceed. So, uh, and and I don't have that information, but um, so that's like an interesting, relevant article I just wanted to bring up. So also relating to uh, teenagers and, porn and uh here's a really interesting one john so this scare this scares me uh so in maryland this was updated in august of 2019 so a teenage girl texted friends a one minute video of herself it was graphic it was pornographic uh And the article says she is being charged with a child pornography uh crime (laughs) even though the picture was of herself and she sent it to other teenagers it was because it was an image of a minor sent to other minors never mind that it was a picture sent it was a video of herself sent consensually 
So (laughs) the question for the court, Judge Joseph M. Getty wrote, for the majority of those who upheld this conviction for this teen, can a minor legally engaged in consensual activity be his or own her pornographer through the act of sexting? So six adults found that this did not uh, allowed for exceptions in the law for consensual sex or for self-produced child pornography. Um, yeah, so state lawmakers were like, we don't know how to deal with this because it's consensual and it's an underage person. No. Can you imagine? Well, can you imagine sending a video of yourself to someone you're sexting as a teenager, and then someone's adult parents find out, or they call the cops, and you're being charged as an adult? sending child yeah, pornography because that's what's happening kind of insane that's insane yeah that's so scary i could understand if she got like a warning because they're like oh it's the law we have to give you a warning but to actually be charged with any sort of crime is insanity and you could mm-hmm. make a case for it if she was sharing videos of someone else um but it sounds like she was sh- just sharing it of herself And then even then, it shouldn't really be a child pornography charge if she's also, like, a child. It should just be, like, a distribution charge. Um, I mean, I don't even know. Should it even be a charge? It's her own image. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's her own stuff, it shouldn't shouldn't be illegal at all. It's kind of weird. So it was a three-person group chain. It was another 16-year-old girl and a 17-year-old boy. Best friends, the court said. She expected the text would stay private. The group fell off as friends a few months later, and the students who shared the text, who received the text, shared a copy with their school resource officer from the Charles County Sheriff's Office. This is in Maryland. Um, the girl who shared the video of herself performing a sex act on an unidentified male was the only teen charged. Because her case on the distribution of child pornography was in juvenile court, she never faced a mandatory sentence or the possibility of having to register as a sex offender. Okay, that's cool. In May 2017, she was put on probation, electric monitoring, and had to undergo weekly drug testing. Wow. That's insane. So, and that was two years ago. So, on appeal in February, the team. That stuff is super expensive, too. So, electric monitoring. So, people have to pay like monthly charges for the ankle bracelets. Um, Weekly drug testing. Wouldn't be surprised if she had to pay for that, too. I used to get drug tested weekly, and that was at a private clinic, like just because my parents wanted me to, and it was hundreds of dollars. So, if they're even charging Mm -hmm. like half of that, it's insane. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Uh, So, her public defender said that the teen's conduct was voluntary and legal. Uh, the Maryland assistant attorney general, Sarah Pritzlaff responded in filings that the court should not ignore the possible harm to the teen from her shared video. Overturning the conviction, she wrote, would disregard the legislature's interest in protecting minors and stopping child pornography. Um, so that's, that's really, really, really scary. Um, what a obvious mishandling of the issue. And I think that stems from yeah. adults' own discomfort in... Um, oh, totally. They don't know yeah. how to handle it. So like they're like, let's slap a charge on her and, and not talk about it anymore. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. And like, what an amount of shame for that teen. Yeah. You know, like thrown at her at least. Fucking wild. Um, One last thing. So for concerned parents, if you're all revved up now and scared that your kids are going to be fucking if you weren't before... Um, 
I think that we're trying to give people tools to explore their interests and their independence in the best ways possible. So being in denial about your kids having sexual interests or sexuality is going to do more damage. Yeah. Uh, did you see this? Uh, 15 apps parents should know about from the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office updated July 2019. Do you recognize any of these? <laughs> God. What do you see? What uh, Do you have it open? So there's Meet Me, Grindr, Scout, WhatsApp, uh, TikTok. I've never used Badoo. Um, I've, I've used never Bumble. Used I've Scout. used Snapchat. I've used Kick. I haven't used LiveMe. I haven't used Hala. I haven't used Whisper. No, I have used Whisper, but it didn't use it very long because it was kind of boring. Uh, okay. Ask FM haven't used. Calculator haven't used. I do have a a photo hiding app, but it's not calculator. And then hot or not. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, mine's called photo Cause you can put like a, a password and it takes a picture of anyone's face who tries to open it when they put in the wrong password. So. Whoa. Um, that's pretty sick. Um, the calculator one confused me for a second. The app is calculator. And then there's like a percentage sign after it. Yeah. Calculator percentage sign thingy is only one of several secret apps used to hide photos, videos, files, and browser history. Um, plus, like, with the new iPhone update, you can hide photos without any of these apps. Like, you can just put them in locked folders. Like, this is... Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Bumble. It's funny how... Okay, so Florida tends to be... Especially Sarasota. It's probably... If it's, like, a lot of other... That area of Florida, pretty socially conservative. So the law enforcement office, I imagine, is fairly ignorant. And I am interested in how they've described some of these apps. Bumble is similar to the popular dating app Tinder. However, it requires women to make the first contact. Kids have been known to use Bumble to create fake accounts and falsify their age. Um, let's see. Badoo, I don't know that one. The app is intended for adults only. Teens are known to create profiles. Hot or not, the goal of this app is to hook up. So a lot of these um, users are encouraged to meet each other in person is Meet Me. Grinder is a dating app geared towards gay, bi, and transgender people. The app dating? It's a dating app? That's so cute. Oh my God, they think we date. Oh my God, Elle, they think we date. No, it's a fucking date. app. People fuck Grind on Grinder. No one goes yeah. to Grinder because they're looking for true love. Um, you might find true love on Grinder if you have some really good hookups, but people go there for like sex. It's not, yeah. it's not a dating app. It's I, think, I wonder app. if they know this and they're just not saying it. Or if they're like, yes, parents, it's a dating app. <laughs> I think a lot of them, like, I think reading the descriptions reminds me of, like, what the internet is generally used for anyway, which is communicating and sharing ideas. Um, hot or not encourages users to rate your profile. Check out. Yeah, but no one uses hot or not anymore. Like, no <laughs> one. <laughs> no one in your circle um the grinder one is especially funny because grinder yeah grinder's so gnarly and i don't even use grinder because i'm not a gay bi trans man um a friend of a friend just came out as a uh, bi and they made their first grinder and the first message they ever received was a photo of a self-made toilet fixture that you can put on your face and it was like something like can i be your human toilet this was their first experience <laughs> wild yeah uh -huh. beware parents <laughs> um yeah so i love that they don't have like tinder on here because i think that right. they're like oh most people know what tinder is but i think that a lot of parents don't know what tinder is like if you asked my mom she wouldn't know what tinder is 
That's um, true. Your mom has a teen teen child. Um, yeah. But like whether it is AOL Messenger or Hotmail, you know, like any way that people can communicate will be infiltrated with people with harmful intentions like child predators. Um, so going for the the just like obviously you can't know what your kids are doing all the time and they, they're going to want to have like this whole episode like John and I we've been talking about the stuff we did when we were kids why because we wanted to have our own independence we wanted to get to know ourselves while our sexuality was developing and so you know encourage your kid to seek out who they are but with the most tools and information available um don't be in denial about your kid's sexuality too. That's another thing. I hear from parents my age sometimes and they're like, well, I don't know. I don't think my kid has any interest in porn. And I'm like, how old is your son? 13. Okay. Well, there's a good strong chance, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at porn and I was like 10 or 11. So I don't know. Other people obviously have different mm -hmm. rates of um, the desire to want to access information like that. Mm -hmm. But I would imagine that a lot of these parents are not having those conversations in the first place with their kids. And then their kids are obviously not telling them anything because they've never mm -hmm. been acclimated to having those conversations. And then the parents are like, yeah, no, he doesn't watch porn. And I'm like, he doesn't watch porn in front of you. Like, <laughs> yeah. But. God, please don't, please don't ever. Um, yeah. Let's see. Anything else funny about these scout scout. Oh, interesting. For Scout, while users under 17 years old are unable to share private photos, kids can easily create an account using a different age. Yeah, uh, Bedu. Yeah, that goes the, for any service that's ever. any of them. Any. You can do that with Facebook. Like this. They're like, they let you lie about your age on this app. Not the other apps, though. Those apps, mm -hmm. they like check your DNA. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to tell anything to your kid... It's that sending digital images of yourself is a bad idea and it's not something that we really had to think about when we were kids. So we're not really that good at navigating it yet. I would say that. That's an honest answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, okay, so if anything else, uh, feel free to write us parents if you found anything that's worked for you or resources. We always suggest... Uh, if you're going to leave a web browser open for your kid, make it scarletine.com. At least there's information on there. <laughs> uh, leave some Teen Vogue articles open. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week. We're going to talk to a strip club DJ. Ooh. Cool. Until next time. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Strange Bedfellows Podcast. To find behind-the-scenes, photos, bonus clips, and journals from your guests and hosts, type www.patreon.com forward slash strangebedfellows and join for only $1. Find us online at strangebedfellowspdx.com and Instagram at strangebedfellowspdx. You can find me, L. Stanger, on stripperwriter.com and Instagram as L. Stanger. Write your hate mail or sex and relationship questions to pillow talk at strangebedfellowspdx.com and find me, 
John on Instagram at metric.cafe. Please rate and review our show on your favorite listening app. Thanks for supporting sex education and freedom of expression.